0: Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Atter. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today we're gonna talk about how to take the most effective action, how to make your actions count. For most of my clients, they're stuck at a place where they can't figure out why they can't lose weight, why they can't get a promotion. Why they can't get themselves to take their board exams? Why can't they move further in life? They seem to be stuck inside an invisible glass box, something they can't seem to push through, something that's holding them back, weighing them down. So clients have all these dreams and ideas about things they want to do, places they want to visit and explore, but can't seem to get anything done. They keep asking me, why is it that I can't eat healthy Why is it that I can't keep up with my workouts? I seem to be spending hours on social media, regardless of how much I try to discipline myself against it. Why do I get constantly angry? Why can't I be kind to my kids, to my spouse, or my colleagues? To answer all of those questions, I revisit the formula with my clients. The formula, CTFAR, basically an abbreviation of how humans operate in this world, (laughs) There are circumstances in the world, which is the see in this model. They are the things that we cannot control. That includes the past and the present. Also, the people outside of you. That is what anybody said, anybody did. All circumstances are neutral. That is the only thing in the model that is out of your control. Everything else can be controlled. And that includes the thoughts, feelings, actions, and the results. The error that most humans operate under is that we think that either everything is in our control, including the circumstance, or nothing is in our control, including our thoughts. Both cases are extremes and untrue. Circumstances are not in our control, but thoughts and everything after that is in our control. The reason why human beings are in error is because they don't believe thoughts are in their control because they are responding to subconscious thoughts most of their lives. Thoughts that they are not aware of. These thoughts lead to feelings that are vibrations in your body. Our feelings fuel our actions. That's the way Allah subhanahu designed human beings. He gave our brains power of generating neurochemicals and those neurochemicals are perceived as different vibrations or emotions in our body. Those emotions are like stress, anxiety, joy, fulfillment, sadness, anger. These emotions are the whole reason human beings either perform an action or avoid an action. So what it boils down to is that your actions come from feelings and your feelings come from your thoughts. Then wouldn't it be important to know what you're thinking? So all of this explanation so far was just so I can prove to you that the reason why you're not able to take an action is because of your thoughts. And believe it or not, it is very good news because your thoughts are in your control. Nobody really taught us this life-changing concept. So when my clients ask me, why am I not taking action, or why can't I stay persistent with something, it's because of the way you think, the way you feel, or the way you want to avoid feeling. So these thoughts are sentences in your mind that create your feelings. The feelings are the fuel to generate actions. Those actions give you results you're currently living. If you're living an undesired result, chances are you're acting on primal brain thoughts, also known as the NUPs. You also have the higher brain, which is the other source of your thoughts. The reason why you're not able to take effective action is because you have never been taught to be aware of your thinking. You don't know what you're thinking and you keep acting on ineffective, unconscious thoughts, leading to no results. In order to take effective actions, you absolutely have to know what you're thinking. Because the formula I gave you, CTFAR, is universally true. It is an extremely simple rendering of cognitive psychology. It was made for self-coaching so human beings can get themselves out of the rut of their own lives that they've created. There isn't a single area in life where this model does not hold true. In order to make your actions count, you have to know what you're thinking. For that, you have to develop a skill of being a compassionate observer of your thoughts. The key here is to be a compassionate observer. We have never been taught to witness our thinking. It is a practice. It is done through the teachings of contemplation in our tradition. It is a practice that all prophets of Allah engaged in. All prophets, peace and blessings be upon all of them, were shepherds. They used their daytime to ponder, contemplate, think and observe. For someone who has never done this before, this process takes practice. This practice is watching your mind think and it requires you to separate yourself from your mind. That separation can be done. And not only can it be done, it actually is available to every adult human being on the planet. Every adult human being that is psychologically of sound mind. Notice all children and some adults that are not of sound mind, either due to disease, trauma or developmental delay. Basically the population that cannot engage in observation of their own thinking is also the population that is not held accountable for their actions on the Day of Judgment. Do you notice how beautiful this design is guys? Alhamdulillah. People that are incapable of engaging in curious observations of their thoughts are also the people that are not responsible for their actions on the last day. The rest of us are responsible, so it is only in our favor to start developing the skill of monitoring our thoughts Because those thoughts are what leads to actions and we will be judged on those. You can watch your brain think in a practice of meditation. The one I most commonly practice is that I write everything down and then I observe all the sentences I've written down. It becomes difficult to deny what you're thinking when it's written right in front of you in hard ink. At the same time, it becomes easier to observe what you're thinking when it's written in front of you. So after this step, a lot of my clients will come back to me and tell me that they've started observing their thoughts and they do not like what they find. This is actually pretty common because you've spent your entire life turned away from your thoughts. Once you learn how to recognize them, you find out that you have a lot of negative thoughts and it can become overwhelming. For an average person when they start this process, it is equal to this analogy. Imagine you've collected items all of your life. In a house without actually realizing what you're doing. One day you decide you want to look and see what is inside the house so you turn the light on. As soon as you can see the mess of a house you've created you immediately fall back think that this is too overwhelming and you want to shut the lights off immediately. But that light is the only way you can actually start to clean up the house. Such is the case with consciousness. When you shed light on your subconscious thoughts and bring them into consciousness, so much drama, fear and overwhelm comes up that the first instinct is to revert back to unconsciousness. But that is not the solution. Without bringing those thoughts to surface, you'll stay stuck exactly where you are because those subconscious thoughts are causing feelings, actions or no actions in most cases and then results. So if you've never directed your mind before If you've never deliberately told it what to think, you've never taught it what to think, then your mind is going to be a collection of negative thoughts. And that's okay. Once again, when you discover for the first time the immediate reaction is to run away from it and suppress the thoughts. It's natural. It happens to all of us. You can sort all of this mess out once you start this process. Once you keep that light on, once you start to supervise your mind, The thoughts will not be running rampant after a while and you can maintain that process and continue to clean up the painful thoughts that might come up. If you try to change your life just from the action line of the CTFAR, it will not work. This is where most of us are trying to create change from when we're trying to do something to better our lives. I'm going to force myself to go to the gym three times a week. I'm going to force myself to make the kids' lunches at night, to make my life a little easier in the mornings. I'm going to get myself to work much harder to earn that promotion. All of these are from the action line. And those actions will be forceful if your subconscious says, The promotion is not possible. Going to the gym is too hard. The thoughts and the feelings will not be in alignment with the actions. You will be in constant conflict and competition with yourself. This type of white knuckling through to get your behavior to change will repeatedly have you run out of energy, only to start the cycle again. Let me give you an example. A very common struggle I come across with among my clients has to do with weight loss. They tell me they want to eat less and they want to be more active. They schedule time for workouts, they meal plan. But when time comes to actually carrying through to this plan consistently, they are unable to do it. So one of my clients was in a similar situation and was having difficulty following through a meal plan. She continued to fall back on eating processed and sugary foods and she couldn't figure out why. So one of these times in a private session I asked her, what are you feeling when you're reaching for that snack? She told me that she was feeling disappointed. So we did an exercise and I asked her to dig deep and find that sentence that was making her feel disappointed. It turns out she was thinking, I'm not good at this. She was thinking I'm not good at this in some shape or form in almost all areas of her life. From her work to studies, because she had tried many times and she was not able to lose weight in the past. So every time she sat down to eat healthy or to work out, she would feel disappointment ahead of time because she was subconsciously thinking to herself, I'm not good at this. That kept her in a cycle where she kept coming off of her diet and exercise plan and kept gaining weight. Disappointment is a very low frequency vibration. That emotion in itself is not likely to generate any action, especially leading to weight loss. When you're feeling disappointed, you're going to be laying on the couch watching Netflix and eating chips. You're not going to be following through to your meal plan or exercising. So this entire time she was forcing herself to take action, telling herself, I have to change my diet, I have to exercise, again trying to change the action line, all the while thinking that it's not going to matter anyways, and that she's not good at this. And when this thought did not lead to any results, she was stuck in a cycle of ineffective action. No amount of forceful action was going to make a difference. So many of us are stuck in a similar cycle for different goals. I want to start a blog. I want to be a social media influencer, but I can't seem to generate any momentum. I want to live a comfortable lifestyle. I want a car, a house to myself. I can't seem to achieve any of that. All of the unachieved results, the unactualized dreams, are because of your subconscious thoughts. After this realization... The clients can be in constant shame, where they'll start to beat themselves up for not realizing this earlier or having any negative thoughts. My job as a coach is to not let them stay there. I say to them, let's understand this with compassion. Let's be curious about why you're thinking, I'm not good at this. Why is your brain coming up with that? I push my clients to understand their actions with curiosity and fascination. Why is it that you're doing what you're doing? So my client who was feeling disappointed, I told her to notice it next time it happened. And I coached her not to change thought immediately. I told her to stay in compassion and understanding for herself. Until she came up with the reason behind what she was thinking. She had to be patient with herself. But when she was able to hold that space and be in curiosity with herself, then the patterns started to emerge. She was always connecting her current actions with failures. She had been through so many diet and exercise plans and failed them all. She had gone through years of back and forth without any results. And all of those patterns kept re-emerging where she was living from past thinking, not being able to change the future. When she was able to provide acceptance to herself, from there she was allowed to decide if she wanted to change her thinking or not. You cannot struggle yourself into change. You cannot beat yourself. You cannot force yourself into change. The only way your actions will be effective is when you are in a place of love and understanding of yourself. If you do not observe that kind of understanding, love and compassion for yourself, not only will your change be ineffective, you will buckle under the pressure of everything you are always forcing yourself to do. You will always have a battle of willpower and staying constant, and your energy will run out. Most of the time, just a compassionate awareness of these patterns will diminish them, even if the origins of these thought patterns are from your childhood. They can be handled through coaching and learning self-coaching techniques. So let's summarize. Every action you take in life is because of a feeling, and every feeling is because of a thought. So if you want to examine why you are not taking actions or you keep taking some actions that you don't want, find out what is the feeling and the thought behind it. Why are you spending time on TikTok after work for hours when you meant to spend time with the family? That action of spending time on TikTok is coming from a feeling that's coming from a thought. Spend time in your mind. Find out what that thought is. It's the only way to make effective change in your actions. When you come into awareness of that thought, then ask yourself, why are you thinking what you're thinking? From a place of understanding instead of badgering yourself for having that thought. Change can only come from that place of understanding. And effective action can only come from a place of compassionate observation and the shortest method to make your action count, what I call effective action, can only come from a place of compassionate observation of your thinking. With that, I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the ability to observe our thoughts, for the gift of consciousness, and for the strength of holding our thoughts with compassionate curiosity. I pray that we can continue to strengthen the voice of this inner dialogue so we can hear what our minds and our bodies are trying to tell us. I pray that we can take the most effective action that fulfills our vision of being on this earth. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women Program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.